And welcome back to Art Supply Insiders. My name is Jeff Morrow, and today we're talking to Alex Preston, Chief Creative Strategist at Chicard. Alex, welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, my pleasure. So what the heck is a Chief Creative Strategist? That's the sort of title you get when you have uh, an illy defined role and you have to do all sorts of different jobs, I think. Uh, yeah, I made that. I mean, I made that up. I looked on I looked online to see what best fit my uh, skill set and what I bring to the table. And so I just kind of picked that out of a hat. But um, it does speak a little bit to my role at Jacquard, which ranges from everywhere to I, I do all the trade shows and. Um, a little bit of selling, and I am the um, head chemist of research and development at Jacquard. Mm. And, you know, I just, it's one of those things. Uh, people think that Jacquard is a huge company sometimes. It is really funny when I get complaints and people are like, a company your size shouldn't have issues like this. Uh, but it's really, it's smaller than you would think. Um, there's probably, oh, I don't know, 15 or 20 people. Uh, that do all of the office stuff, and then there's, and then there is quite a uh, the the production staff is getting bigger and bigger. We probably have more than sixty people now, um, so we're a growing company, but we're still not a multinational conglomerate exactly. Well, with the amount of products that you have, and as good as your products look on the shelf, you're right; it does look like a, a very large company. So, tell me a little: how did you get involved with Jacquard? Oh, yeah, it's a pretty interesting story. So I have been in the art supply business for, I'm 40 years old, and I've been in the art supply business around oh, 35 years or so. Uh, my parents own an art supply store. So uh, I grew up in the business, and it's it's third generation now because my brother is actually running it now. Um, my grandparents opened it in the 40s, and um, I, I've been doing art supplies my entire life. I've been an artist my whole life. Uh, but, um, I was in between, I, I've done all kinds of things cause I am actually a trained chemist. Uh, I have a master's degree in biochemistry mm. and, uh, I was really pursuing sort of an academic, uh, track at one point in my life. And I sort of quit that. And when I went, when, when I was in between things, I went and worked for my parents again. And while, while that happened, our president who was, uh, transitioning from being, the son of the owner of Jacquard to the owner himself of Jacquard, because um, that's Jacquard is a second generation business. Mm. Uh, Asher Katz showed up at my parents' store, and he had this—we call it a staff training—and you go through all the products and kind of tell everybody everything about our products. And we have something like four thousand different products. Yeah. So uh, it's quite dense. It can be quite dense. But I remembered every single word that he said. And the thing is, I've been making T-shirts. Um, I have a T-shirt that says, uh, I went to Alex Preston's birthday party, 1992, <laughs> that I made for my entire class. I screen printed it, and it was with uh, some some of the brand new glow-in-the-dark screen printing ink that came out at the time. And so uh, that was super exciting. And I started making all kinds of T-shirts. So I would make T-shirts for my friends' bands in high school. And so on and so forth. And then eventually I started making uh, one of a kind T-shirts. So I, I was like hand drawing them and uh, I actually got into airbrushing as well. Um, 
and screen printing, all these different techniques. My current boss showed up at my parents' store and gave this spiel about Jacquard products. And I just instantly knew that I wanted to be associated in some way. Uh, and I kind of told him about the stuff that I was doing. And when he came back the next year, I had used this new product. It's not new anymore because this is eight years ago. But we have something called Color Magnet, which is a dye attractant. And so it absorbs dye from the surrounding water and super concentrates it wherever you put it. It gives you a really soft screen print uh, um, that doesn't feel like it, it has a layer of paint on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that had that just came out when he came and talked to us. And so I used it all year long. And when he came back, I showed him the stuff that I made. And he was like, hey, do you want a job? And so, <laughs> And the rest is history. Rest is history. And I've been with the company, it's either eight or nine years. I've done all kinds of stuff from, uh, I used to, I used to do that same job where I would go to uh, a lot of uh, retail stores and sort of give them a rundown on the products because there is this mystique around um, Jacquard about what exactly do we have? How many different, how many different lines of paint do we have? How many different lines of dye do we have? What's the difference between dye and paint and so on and so forth. One of our most popular products is an oil painting medium. Dorland's wax medium is a cold wax and people don't even realize that we're, we're the ones who make that. That's our number one selling product right now. That's something that's always funny to talk about because we do cover such a wide range of products that anytime there's a trend, we're actually well positioned to take advantage of it. It's the same thing with alcohol inks a few years ago. Alcohol inks for us were one of the worst selling products for probably 10 or 15 years of anything we sold. And then um, starting about, oh, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, they got really hot and they just kept getting hotter. And then they're, they're, one of the, they're still one of our best selling products. So tell me very quickly, uh, how long has Jacquard been around? Uh, it, it's funny. It's almost exactly the same age as I am. Um, even though I didn't have any, I didn't have any associate association back then when I was a baby, but, uh, it's from, it's either 1980 or 1981. And, um, the official name of the corporation is Rupert Gibbon and Spider. <laughs> wow. Uh, so Michael Katz started the company and that's Asher's dad and Asher Katz is the current owner. His dad, they, did that transition maybe six years ago. And so I was kind of in on that a little bit and um, was was sort of the first person Asher brought on himself um, to kind of help out with the company. But the funny thing is that it started as like a lot of uh, businesses do as a thing that Michael did in his garage. And so he was literally um, buying dyes and then making uh, silk painting dies uh in his garage and shipping them out i don't know how familiar are familiar you are with older companies but deca which is still a uh, fabric fabric dye brand in europe um michael worked for them and then um they had a sudden death where the owner of their company uh died Mm. and the um his wife decided we're just not going to mess around with distribution in America anymore. We're going to like focus on our core business. And that's actually how the, how Jacquard got started because uh, Deca sort of left the space and there was this opening for a dye company. And so Michael started out as a uh, dye company and he was selling um, mostly silk colors. The, our our mm. 
red and green label silk colors and then slowly just added and added to that and procyon dye is was one of the big ones he added right away at the beginning and that is of course tie-dye dye and michael actually he invented the tie-dye kit he was the first person to ever put it all together and in, in, with bottles and everything so he had everything he needed and so that was a huge hit for the for jacquard and basically was the foundation of the business for years and years and years and it's still a good seller um, absolutely. But as, as things have gone on, Michael is sort of a, uh, he's an idea man. And so he is really, he thinks of things and then he wants to make them. And, uh, that's exactly what happens. And so that's why our, our product offering is so sprawling. Every time you see something cool, he wants to get into that too. So let me, t- so let me ask. So Jacquard offers so many different types of dyes and, and paints. Uh, what's the difference between dyes and paints? This is something that is really poorly understood in the art materials industry. Um, people are really familiar with certain things. Have be- Some words have become really popular uh, in the past 20 years or so, especially like archival, acid-free, uh, these kinds of things. Well, um, so archival, it is a, there's a huge focus on pigments. So all the, everybody wants a pigmented marker these days because they don't want a marker that fades. Uh, but they're kind of forgetting that there are, just like you don't um, put a screw in with a hammer, uh, there are different colors and different tools for different uses. And dyes and pigments can be really confusing. What's the difference? There are even some dyes that straddle the straddle the sort of the definition. Um, and we have several products that do that. But basically, dyes are generally uh, dissolved in solution. So they are actually molecule-sized chromophores, which is a, the part of the molecule that reflects the light, um, that have an, some kind of attachment molecule included on it so that it can stick to certain substances. So for, like, say, procyon dye, the tie-dye dye, that, that one is a reactive dye. So that actually chemically reacts with the fabric um, to make changes to the fabric at a molecular level. Whereas paint is an emulsion. It's actually just a mixture. It's not a true solution. If you had a small enough uh, filter, you could filter out the pigment molecule, the pigment particles from a paint. But no matter how small your filter is, you could never filter the dye out of water because it's actually dissolved like salt water is. So you actually have to evaporate the dye, the water to get the dye back, just like you would salt. Um, so it's it really is a completely different system. And then dyes have different properties than than pigments as well. Pigments are solids. Even the new um, like organic molecule colors that are super transparent, those are still solids and they're little tiny solid particles in a, in a paint, which is, is, consists of m- many different um, parts. So there's a, in a paint, there's a binder. Uh, that's the glue that holds the pigment on. There's the pigment itself. And then there's the vehicle, which is the water or the oil. Um, and so there's all different components in a paint, whereas dyes are just color that has some way to attach to fabric. That's a bunch of really technical information, <laughs> yeah. which is great. So just for our average crafter out there, yeah, why should they care about all of that kind of information? Well, so there's a difference in longevity. Um, some most dyes are fugitive, which means they will they will bleach with UV light, and that's very common. There are very wow. few textile very few textiles from history that have any color to them anymore, unless they've been found like in a dark tomb or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there 
dies fade over time. That's just the way it is. Um, Indigo is an exception to that. Um, that's an interesting one because that that's one that straddles the difference between dyes and pigments. Uh, as a, uh, it's called a VAT dye, and we have two different kinds of VAT dyes. We ha- we sell indigo, and we sell our solar fast dyes, which are developed by the sun. They're they're you can print photographs with them, but those dyes are interesting because they're dissolved in water, and they're a true dye when you use them. But something ha- a chemical change happens to them. So with indigo, it's oxygen. The indigo uh, is a bright green when you dye with it. So you dip your fabric into the pot, it comes out bright green, and then the oxygen in the air turns it blue, and that's the color of blue jeans. Blue jeans are dyed with indigo dye. What actually happens when that color changes is a crystal precipitates out of the solution and gets stuck in the fiber. So now we have a solid particle that is, uh, is, is a small, tiny colored particle, which is actually more like a pigment. So um, vat dyes over the course of their life go from being a dye that's dissolved in solution to actually a very light, fast pigment in the end. Um, something similar with cyanotype. If you're familiar with cyanotype process, we sell those as well. And those are dissolved in solution and combine and are oxidized by UV light to create a pigment particle that's actually archival. So indigo, solar fast dyes, and cyanotype are all archival things that are made from dyes. But you could question whether they're actually pigments or not. Now, why would you want to use... Why would you want to use a dye, though, if, you, if, if pigments are archival? Well, the thing is, you'll never get as, and the evenness, the leveling, the absolute smoothness of color that you'll get with a dye, which is why we use it on clothing, because you can dye the entire thing very quickly and cheaply. Um, and, you know, dyes are less expensive than pigments. Uh, they're also super, super transparent, so you can completely blend them together really, really easily, like a, a magenta and a, and a blue will always make a, a beautiful purple with dyes. Whereas if, depending on the opacity of, of the pigment, uh, you know, if you mix a, a, an opaque pigment with a transparent pigment, you'll get a very different mixture than you will with the pure dyes because the pure dyes just mix perfectly. Whereas, you know, the white in an opaque pigment will interfere uh, with the mixing. So mixing with dyes is much, much easier. And then we, and then like things like the alcohol inks, those are, those are essentially like a paint system that use dye as the as the colorant instead of a instead of a pigment. So mm-hmm. the al- the alcohol inks are dyes dissolved in alcohol, um, but they also have a binder in in the ink that holds it to the surface. So that's why you can use it on like glass and, and stuff like that. So let's talk about the different products that you do have. I mean, you have everything from body paints to wax to (laughs) just kind of kind of give our audience just an across the board idea of the kind of products that jacquard offers right so um we sell seven different lines of uh, fabric paint and they all have different properties so we have our textile colors which are very soft uh, on fabric, so they feel super nice, and you can hardly tell they are they're there. Uh, Dynaflow, which is like an acrylic ink, it's like a watercolor for fabric, so it bleeds on fabric. Uh, we have Neopaque, which is an opaque paint on fabric to cover things up, and then Lumiere is one of our most popular paints. That's that's a metallic paint that goes on uh, and is super reflective. Those are mica-based pigments, and the, um, then there is airbrush paint, which is our uh, which is great for shooting through the airbrush gun, and those come in opaque and transparent colors and fluorescent colors. And then we have screen printing inks, which are also pigmented 
Uh, we have our Versatex line, which is a, sort of a student grade um, a screening, but I actually love it because it feels so soft. It's like the textile color. It has a super, super soft, breathable hand, so it doesn't feel like you have a piece of plastic on your chest when you screen print with it. And um, that one's really nice. And then we also have a professional line of screenings. Uh, the JSI Jacquard Professional Screening, and that's a really special, that's one of our most special paints because it has a um, medium that has less than 10%. It's a water-based paint, but it has less than 10% water in it. So it can be used on hard surfaces like glass and plastic oh. and metal even. So so we have different, we, we really ascribe to the different tools for different uses. And then we have our, then we have our dyes. So our dyes range from uh, Procyon dye, which is our, which is our tie dye dye, um, eye dye, which is uh, more like a what people are used to, like a writ type of dye. Those are called direct dyes, and those will color, but basically any natural fiber. That's why we call them um, our dye for natural fabrics. We have acid dyes, which are specifically for uh, animal-based protein uh, fibers, so silk, wool. Um, animal hair. So sometimes people, I've even had people uh, do hair extensions, like actual human hair extensions and dye with that dye. Then there are the VAT dyes, which are the indigo dyes, solar fast dyes. Those start one color and, and end up another color. And then the solar fast dyes got us into, because you can actually print, you print a negative off your computer, you put the dye down, you put the negative over your dye, expose it to sun for 15 minutes, and then you wash out your shirt. That washes away all the dye that hasn't changed color. And you've got a photo on your shirt that's super durable and doesn't feel like anything. That's really amazing. And because of that, we got into cyanotype. Cyanotype is having a real moment right now because people want to do um, traditional photography because of uh, anything that's popular, like if digital photography is really popular, people suddenly start wanting to do the old style. So uh, they love cyanotype. It's really easy to do. And um, so cyanotype is one of our best-selling products. And then, and then waxes, you know, like for dyeing, we do batik. So we had to have paraffin wax and beeswax and different waxes. And because we had all these waxes, suddenly we were like, what about a cold wax medium? So we're a little bit ADD. So <laughs> whenever we start going down one road, it ends up leading to three other roads and we do that too. And then we just add, keep adding products. So we've, we've given them a lot of technical information and we've given them a lot of all the different products and stuff. So if they want to find out more about what you've just been talking about, can they go to your website and get more detailed information about uh, each of these products? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our website is almost overwhelming in sort of the amount of content that is there. And that, that is actually one of my big responsibilities is, is educational content. So for like on every dye page, we have something called our dye roadmap. And it has like all of the different materials you might want to dye. Like what, what about if you want to dye feathers? What would you use? Uh, so that's a protein fiber. So it makes sense to use acid dyes on there. And it, it tells you, yes, acid dyes are the best choice for that. Um, we also have mixing guides for dyes. So like our Procyon dye, we have uh, 50 different colors that you can mix with them. And then we also have a, a um, primary mixing wheel. So that's really nice that so you can use three colors to make any of the other colors. Uh, there's lots and lots of resources on the website, including a forum that I run. Um, and I answer a lot of questions on there. So people have a lot of technical questions. Oh. What do I do? Uh, can I actually, I have already put this layer of paint down. Can I put another layer of paint down on top of it? Well, that's okay for some paints and not for others. 
Um, you know, it depends on how non-porous the paint becomes when you iron it. So there's, there's lots of different things like that. Um, tricky questions, combining techniques, using both paints and dyes, um, using a discharge agent, like a, we have something called decolorant paste, which is a, it's just a gel you put on, on a dark fabric, you let it dry. And when you iron it, wherever you have put the gel, uh, whether you've painted it or screen printed it on, it will remove the color in that specific area. So that's a really valuable thing to have. But how do you use it? Um, it's it can be tough. So the forum is a really great place on um, to get your questions answered. We also go in above and beyond with tech support. Uh, if you email tech support at jacardproducts.com, um, you'll get somebody that really knows their stuff uh, as deep as anybody. And really, the that's the point is we want to help artists and we want to give artists the tools that they need. And we're scientists and artists and we're really interested in this stuff. So we love to have discussions about it. We love to figure out problems and we love to f help people solve their um, art problems. How do I get this on this fabric? How do, what's the best way to get this image on there? Uh, that's what so we Alex, it, it, it sounds like you guys are an amazing company. Um, you've got a, an incredible reputation out there and it seems to me that we've just kind of hit the tip of the iceberg here yeah. on all the different things. So I would like love to know if maybe in the future we can come back again and just sit down and talk maybe specifically about how to use one or two of the products, like maybe body art, maybe yeah. painting on silk. So let are you up for that, doing it again sometime in the future? Oh, and you can't keep me from talking. I love I love having a discussion, and I'm happy to come back anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Alex, thank you very, very much. Uh, great, great time. Uh, you've been listening to Art Supply Insiders. Check back with us often as we talk about the world of art and craft supplies. If you like these podcasts and want to show your support, please do consider joining our Patreon campaign at www.patreon.com forward slash Art Supply Insiders. Now go out and create something. <laughs>